Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Antya Lila, Chapter 1, Text 72. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Namne Vimukha Yejana Nishtraya Jani Heshe Pape Bhutegana Know for certain that anyone who is averse to chanting the name of Sri Krishna Chaitanya is a sinful, ghostly haunted person. Omagana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taktur Unmalatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vansha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from the Jagannath Healing Center in Hudson, New York. Right before this, we finished the Deity Seva of Sadhguj, Sri Jagannath, Baladev, Sri Bhadra, Sri Hiriraj and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, actually, I'll share something with you before we um, before we begin the class. I had fortune to speak with Naranjan Swami yesterday, a dear friend and very excellent sadhu sangha. And he was discussing with me a lecture that he gave recently where he was trying to divide up kind of the, maybe the institution and the mission of the institution. And I think he used the term movement and mission and the mission is going back to Godhead. And going back to Godhead means to develop a relationship with Krishna, because the goal is Prema Pumartha Mahad. But Prema means it's manifest through a relationship. If you have love for someone, it's a, it, it comes through a relationship with, you have with the person. 
either as an appreciator, a servant, a friend, a parent, or a lover. So that's really our mission. And I believe one of the phrases that Prabhupada, Sanskrit phrases, that's the basis of the term Krishna consciousness, Prabhupada was so expert at branding things, is, and I mentioned this many times, I think those who have attended my lectures many times understand that Sri Krishna Bhakti Rasa Bhavato Mati, Mati means how your mind is set, Bhavato in the mood of Sri Krishna Bhakti Rasa, your relationship with Krishna. And it's so important to cultivate that. And this is the way you cultivate it. You cultivate that relationship with Krishna. Of course, the basis is chanting Hare Krishna. But to really chant Hare Krishna with focus, you have to have a sambandha. You have to have a relationship with the holy name. You have to have a relationship with the person whose name you're chanting. And how do you get that relationship? The foundation is the mood of servitorship. That's the basis of all relationships. But how do you get that relationship? You have to hear from the Rasa Shastras. You have to hear from the books that, that describe that and, and I realized this year when I came back from India and knowing that it was a junction in my life, even the age of 70 and so many other circumstances, that my mission would be to cultivate that and distribute that. Chanting the holy name in Sambandha, which requires that we hear these type of books. And, and that, that's, that's why I'm doing these sanghas. I'm doing it for myself and you're joining me. I want to hear about those people who have that perfect love for, for, for Sri Krishna, Sri Radha Krishna. I want to hear about those people who have the perfect love for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And I want to develop an aspiration for that. Actually, I was looking through, I, I moved out of a place that I was in for 20 years. That was the house of, okay. Oh, great, thank you. The, what kind of tea is this? The one you like. What? The one you like. Okay. Um, the house of, of uh, K. Leek and Sachi Sutta. And I, I, I moved here, it's about 15 minutes away and I don't feel I'm losing anything, it's wonderful place here too but I think so I, I so I, I had to take all my files first of the thing is I realized how much junk us ugly Americans <laughs> collect over the years how many things we don't need when you start to move but I had files I, I'm going to go through them but I, I saw one letter in a file and it gave me a realization the letter was 30 years ago. It was February 
15, 1990, and it was from my first disciple, Janava. And it was from upstate New York where she was being held against her will by the deprogrammers. And she was, you know, it was like an emotional letter, you know, trying to keep her faith. But not, but but what 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 struck me is is wow, she's been a devotee for 30 years. <laughs> Before Leela Vrindavan was born. <laughs> Who's sitting here? So when when do we begin to cultivate that relationship with Krishna? I saw how enthusiastic Niranjan Swami was and very inspiring because he's he's been teaching Brihad Bhagavatamrita and he's completely absorbed in it. He was he he says he's seeing everything through that lens. Every, you know, every time he reads something, he sees it through that lens of, of developing our relationship with Krishna. He said, even even hearing Prabhupada's tapes, he says he, he, he's in ecstasy to develop such a relationship because you see it. He actually sent me a quote today about that. You actually see it at a different level. And that's also consistent with the Bhagavatam. That once you get Sharanagati, once you actually are convinced that I'm connected with the absolute truth and it's my benefit in my life to follow it, and we give up our, our whim and our frivolity, when you do that, you enter into the world of bhakti and you develop a relationship with Krishna and then your perspective and reading of the Shastra has a different perspective. It's not just to get knowledge, it's to develop love. And what love? The, the type of love that you're aspiring for. So I saw it was so refreshing and I can see the benefit of Sada Sangha. He's just, it's so enthusiastic. And, and, and so full. And, you know, he told me before his japa, he was reading this book, Madura Kadambini, and it was describing Baba and Prem. And then he was, you know, he so, and then he saw something so eager to find more details about it. Where do you find more details about it? So this is really what Krishna consciousness is about. And, and we have to be focused on the the mission. And how do we do it? Chanting and developing a sambandha with the relationship, with, with the name, by hearing the stories about the people who have the kind of love that you're aspiring for, and the mood of service that inspires you, and hearing about the object of hearing about the person whose name you're chanting about and worshiping the form of the person this is what is mentioned in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And then going deeper and deeper into the holy name, which is Krishna, and, and, and Krishna is responsive. Krishna responds to you. I was just thinking about that. As I was chanting in my mind, there's such a tendency for laziness not to, not to, um, access 
that part in our intelligence that has determination, that part in our intelligence that has appreciation, that part in our heart that has some connection or love, and to transcend all the, the triviality of women are mine, and not just to sit there lazily and daydream, but actually make some effort. And what, what, what that means is that's our love. That's our love. We're giving our consciousness to Krishna. And, and, and that discipline, that effort, that effort is our love. And what does that mean? That means that Krishna will reciprocate with that to gradually reveal himself and give us the taste in the holy name that we're hankering for. Anyway, it was wonderful to speak to Naranjan Swami. That's our goal. We, not our goal, that's our goal, that's our, our practice, it is appreciating Sadhu Sangha. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva City Hoy, Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Love of Matro. Just a little bit. Now here, um, it's described what Chaitanya is taking sannyas and he's going through the forest and the people are devastated and, and this is what we're seeing that the greatest attachment is to God because he's the, he is Krishna, he's all attractive, he's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's all attractive, he's Krishna Chaitanya, he's all attractive. And, 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 and it's so satisfying in the heart, not, not, no, not satisfying in the heart, it's blissful, not just satisfaction, it's dynamic. And you can't stand to be separated from that. And Lord Chaitanya is so merciful. And even the people who, who they're following him in the forest and even the people who are not so much attracted, they become influenced by that. But then it says there are some people that are not. It's ghostly haunted. And this is described in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. It, it's like a ghost or two witches. A ghost, what is a ghost? A ghost possesses you and you act against your identity. That's what a ghost is. Maybe some of you have seen that film, The Exorcist. You become possessed. In the name of Jesus, I pronounce everything shaking around. Become possessed. So we become possessed by karma and dad. Those are the ghosts in us, our material desires, which gives us an identity in relationship to the objects we're trying to exploit rather than an identity in relationship to the person whom we are. And jnana, it, it gives us a, 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 a relationship with Nothing. <laughs> it eradicates our relationship. So we act, we act like we don't have, have an identity even. One, we have a false identity and one, we believe any identity is false. So, so ghost-like people, they, they somehow... unfortunate 
And, and that ghost-like nature is due to envy. Because the nature of envy is it cannot, it, it can, it refuses to see superiority. It's inspired by, I don't know, inspired, but it's it, the impetus for it is superiority and you can't stand it. And then you, you become envious. You become envious. A kind of consciousness that sees, as Prabhupada said, the fly that goes for the sores, the pockmarks, seeing the pockmarks on the moon. It, it somehow looks at things not as they are, but less than they are. That's envy. When you're envious, you don't look at things as they are, you look at things as less than they are. And you use your intelligence to pervert your perception. And when Krishna senses that, he himself withdraws his inner self from one so that one can't see it. The hampakasya sarvasya yoga maya samavrata. I am not manifest of the foolish and unintelligent. So that's being described here. Hena mate nitterase by kuntirena nachia yeyena shabe bhakti ganasta. In this way, the Lord of Vaikuntha danced in the mellows of ecstatic love while proceeding with the devotees. So dancing in the mood of ecstatic love. Our actions represent our consciousness, or they could, they should. I had one disciple who is a, you won't know her, but she's the sister of Nityananda, the Sanskrit pundit, and she's a professional choreographer in France. And, and she did a ballet in Moscow about the gulag, the, the prison camps in Siberia. And she showed, I don't know much about dance, but she showed me, but she was explaining to me, you know, how the movements can so much communicate the emotions. And, and the audience will actually, you know, feel it and see it. So it's the same thing with praying. When someone has praying like Lord Chaitanya, his dancing is an exhibition of his praying and people who see it, they just see that love. So many things are a vehicle of love. Food is a vehicle of love. You taste food, often in love, you experience the love. So his movements, and, and, and actually in Sanskrit, that's called anubhav. There are actions that come from one's emotions that are those emotions. For example, if you really have reverence for Guru and Krishna and you pay your obeisances, it's not just a physical action, it's an emotional experience, as opposed to someone who pays obeisances like they're on a trampoline, boom, boom. The people there, like deep. I remember the, the great saint in Vrindavan, Dibu Chaitanya, when he pays obeisances to you, you'd have to stand for a couple of minutes. He was so deep, it's so much expressed 
his respect and his love for his god brothers. The Lord Chaitanya is dancing and, and in this way he danced but in the mellows of ecstatic love. At the end of the day the Lord came to one fortunate village and stayed in the house of one pious Brahmana. After accepting his meal, Mahaprabhu went to sleep. The devotee slept around him. So I wrote this Monday morning greetings about Kanishta Madhyam. If any of you are not on I, uh, my mailing list, you can send me a message. I write one article about Kanishta Madhyam and Uttam eating. And I never know how they're going to turn out. I, I And the ones where I particularly think oh, there's going to be nothing this week. Then, you know, I got a message from Satyaraj. Great one. I don't know why that was a great one, but, but the eating and how it affects the consciousness and how the person's consciousness goes into the food and how when one is a, 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 a sadhu, it's so important what he eats and who he eats from because it affects the consciousness. I love staying in Govardhan, and we, we, we sit down with all the Vaishnavas and we take the prashad from the deities, you know, offered with such devotion. So it's so important. That's why, imagine, when Prabhupada came to the West, he didn't just think, I'm going to go to the supermarket and buy some bread and, and cream cheese, he brought his cooker. He knew. One side who told me, he, he said, he said, bait nehi tk, sir nehi tk. If the stomach's not good, the head's not good. So imagine Prophet came to the West. You think, oh, he's so busy. How will he have time to cook? He's all alone. But no, he cooked. He understood how important it was for his consciousness. And who's going to cook for him? Therefore, when Brahmins used to travel, they used to cook for themselves. And when Lord Chaitanya traveled, he went to the house of a Brahmin. Now, these were Brahmins that, yes, they were born in Brahmin families, but they also had the qualities of Brahmins. And there is a correlation. It's not absolute, but there's a correlation between birth and qualities. In that type of society where it was so rigid, who's going to be born into a family of pure souls. And who's going to be born into a royal family? So it was very much fixed in a way, but it wasn't absolute. But we shouldn't discount the birth. Suchi nam srimatam gehe yoga brashta vijayate. It says in the Bhagavad Gita, yoga brashta vijayate, one who's a yogi, and who hasn't completed Srimatan Suchinam Sri? He's born in a Brahmin family. Suchinam Srimatam or an aristocratic family, where he has the opportunity to continue. Where he has the opportunity to continue. And therefore, you know, having a child is such a responsibility. Prabhupada, I, I was in the room 
in Dallas, we came in there and Prabhupada looked at us and he said, you call yourselves teachers. Now, what is the purpose of education? And different people gave different reasons. And, and they were kind of nice. One said four things. Madmana Bhava Mad Bhakto, Madhyaji like he couldn't say it was wrong, but it wasn't what he wanted. And someone said nine things, Dayananda. Srinvata Swakaka Ka Krishna Padnana. Then Prabhupada said, Guru Nasasyat Don't become a guru. Don't become take a wife. Don't become the head of a family. Don't become the head of a government. And don't become a teacher unless you can liberate your charge. The responsibility. A, a, a couple that comes together and are committed to each other then it gets a child that karma deserves a situation where the parents are committed to each other and, 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 and like that. So it was something, the Brahmins, they were very sattvic and they, you know, in Govardhan, I have a friend, you know, and his family's been cooking for the sadhus who walk around the hill for a couple of hundred years. They come and they beg at those houses. So, when three hours of the night remained, the Lord left everyone behind and went some distance away. The devotees searched throughout the entire village and eventually came to some vacant land outside the village. In the vacant plot, the Lord of Vaikuntha was loudly crying in the mellows of his own ecstasy. The Lord of all living entities shed tears as he called out, Krishna Re, Prabhu Re, Hare Krishna Morebhapa, Valiya Rodina Kare Sava Jivanata. The Lord of all living entities shed tears as he called out, O oh Krishna, O oh Lord, O oh my beloved Krishna. He called out. The crest jewels of all sannyasis cried so loudly that the sound could be heard two miles away. Anyway, it was loud. It was emotional. He was crying. Uh, and, and you have a cry, like a child. I want, I want, I want, I want. According to the desire, the, 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 the amplification of the voice, if you're calling for something, can become louder and louder. And he's wanting Krishna. I want Krishna. I want Krishna. From a distance, the devotees heard the Lord's wonderful crying. They followed the sound of crying and found the Lord loudly weeping. As all the devotees began to cry, Mukunda began to perform kirtan. Because kirtan and the deities, even when Lord Chaitanya left Navadweep, he said, I will be there. I forgot the phrase he used, but it was in the holy name and the deities. So obviously Lord Chaitanya is crying in separation. And to pacify that, Mukunda is going to be singing. When the Lord heard the kirtan, he began to dance, and all and the others all joyfully sounded, sang around him. So Lord Chaitanya was in prema, he was in bhava, he was in ecstasy. And whenever you have an emotion, it calls to be expressed. And when you really have devotion, 
then you'll want to talk about Krishna and you'll want to dance and you'll want to sing. You become, he becomes inspired. And the heart in prema, the nature of the heart in prema is that it's very sensitive. It's described in bhava, which is prema ankur. Ankur means to sprout. So when prema begins, it begins to sprout. It's bhava. The heart melts and in prema completely. And what's, what's the heart melting? It means that it's very, uh, what is a soft heart? A soft heart is a heart that responds to different circumstances that move it. And what's a hard heart? A hard heart is one that doesn't. So his heart is very soft. And therefore, when he hears the kirtan immediately, he becomes moved. And the emotions build up and it begins to dance. In this way, he continually danced the entire way while happily proceeding towards the West. I think he's going towards the West. That seems to be away from Puri. When he came within eight miles of Vakreshra, Gorsunda went in another direction. As the Lord was dancing and proceeding towards the west, he suddenly had headed back towards the east in his own happiness. The Lord then joyfully danced towards the east and laughed, laughed wildly out of unlimited ecstasy. So he's going to this Lord Shiva deity, which is okay. It's Vaishnava Yatashamu, but then he gets the inspiration. Let's, let's go see Jagannath. You know, I, I have that sense. I, 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 it must have been, oh, I don't know, 30 years ago, more. I was in the Himalayas with a group of students, and it was a, it was a very exciting. You know, it, it's amazing. You know, there's little villages in the Himalayas. They're just little villages, and you know, one part of the village would be on one side of the road, and the other would be on the other side of the road. And whenever we enter a village, the doors would open up and we do kirtan and the people would be amazed and then we would distribute books. They'd never see anything like this. I, I remember when I went to South Bangalore, that was 30, that was 40 years ago. I went to Bangalore with the same thing with a group of students and we did kirtan and they were just amazed to see these people. But I remember one of the calling things is, is we had an African-American boy. So it's a funny story. So someone I would add this boy's from here and I said, this boy's from Africa. And they, the, the audience would go, Africa. <laughs> you know, they couldn't believe it. He's, I don't know, so he's from America. But I said that somehow. So then what happened is we, we went to the Pajava Swami. Now the Pajava Swami, he's in his 90s. He's the only Swami that's ever done, I think, five of these. Every 16 years, they get to worship the deity for two years. So maybe it's every 14 years, every 16th. I mean, he's been doing it since he's 20 and he's in his, his 90s. He came to Prabhupada's disappearance festival. He lived out in the huts and he bathed in the Ganga in the middle of the winter. They have certain rules, you know, very strict rules, eating only, you know, it's a very like 
And, you know, they're very busy because they're the Acharyas. So he came in and I came in with the students and I thought, let us chant Jai Radha Madhava because that, that's higher than them or something. I don't know, some crazy book. Because, you know, they don't really accept Radha. You know, they're like Vaikuntha. So we chant Jai Radha Madhava and then I, answer, I, 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 I introduce all the students. And then I said, and he's from Africa. And then he went like this, Africa. And then I thought, oh my God, he's caught me. He's caught me like, I said, no, Chicago. And then he looked at me, he said, Chicago's in Africa. <laughs> so anyway, I, I got a little caught up. So, so we're up in the Himalayas and we're doing all this book distribution. And then we were really high up in this place called Ranike. We went to this place, Nanikal. There's nine lakes in the Himalayas, and it's like a resort area. It's beautiful. We're getting further. We kept on going further and further. Went to this place, Almor. You can't believe how beautiful it is and peaceful. And then we ran out of books, and I said, Yeah, let's go to Vrindavan. So joyful, just that anytime I'm in India, it's just like, yeah, any chance I get, go back to Vrindavan, go back to Vrindavan. I can't wait to go back to Vrindavan, wherever I am. So Lord Chaitanya, of course he had that mood. All of a sudden, let me go to Puri. Let me go to see Lord Jagannath. After returning his external consciousness, the Lord enthusiastically said, I will go to Jagannath Puri. Lord Jagannath has ordered me. You should immediately come to Nilachala. After speaking this words, the Lord proceeded towards the east. And all the devotees felt transcendental happiness. Only the Lord knows his own will. One who has achieved his mercy can by his mercy also know it. So why does the Lord act? There's no cause. It's out of love. It's like a child. That's why it's called Lila. Why does a child do what he does? He's playing. <laughs> it's not like, I will do this now and go here, and then after 10 minutes here, I will take a break <laughs> for my water, and then I would go, and then I'll give my mother two minutes of my time, and then I'll go and play with my friend, but I better be very careful because he's a little sensitive, and then after that, I will move here. And then, No, it's just Lila. It's out of prema. That's why there's descriptions of the rasa dance that Krishna ceases to become the supreme controller because he's intoxicated with prema. And therefore, rather than act for pleasure, which is what a controller does, out of pleasure, he acts. An intoxicated man, he has no, he's not the controller. He's under the influence of his alcohol intoxication. That's why it's hard to understand sometimes the Baba Bhaktas. So, so Lord Chaitanya, it, it, it's like in South India. They didn't know which way he'd go. He'd go this way or that way, but he'd wind up in the right place because he was, he, he was guided by Prema. He was guided by Krishna's love. 
who can understand the intention that the Lord had in proceeding towards Vikreshra and why he did not go? My understanding is that the Lord made the entire land of Radhadesh glorious on the pretext of going to Vikreshra. I think by the Ranjan Swami's association, I'm quite fired up today. Just, just the Leela. Just to hear the Leela. So the Lord went this way because he wanted to shower love of Godhead on these people. And I think the Mayavadi sannyasis were worshiping the Vakreshwara deity. So it looked like he was going in that way, maybe for the same reason. And he pretended that he was approving of this, and then he goes the other way. As Gore Chandra headed towards the Ganges, his body was filled with his own ecstatic love. This is what we want. We want ecstatic love. We want, but but here's the here's the thing. You have to give up selfishness. You have to be under God's will. It's like in a symphony, there's a great sound that's produced by the symphony. And if you want to love, if you want to appreciate that sound and you're in the orchestra, then you have to cooperate. And if you go separately, you won't be able to appreciate it. All those places were devoid of devotional service. No one knew anything about Kirtan and no one even uttered the name of Krishna. The Lord said, why did I come to a place where no one utters the name of Krishna? Why did I come to such a place? I will not keep this body any longer. I will give up this life. Shanakya Pandit says, don't go to a village that doesn't have a doctor, doesn't have a river, and doesn't have a a sadhu, a brahman, a devotee. So why have I come to this place? And you know, and this reminds me of Prabhupada came to America and, he, and he's in 26 Second Avenue and, and it's like, it's not a good neighborhood at all at that time. And you hear all the screeching outside and the loud noises and the trucks rumbling and then you hear in the tape, Prabhupada said, why have I come to this place? Why have I come to this place? And I mentioned that point that uh, you come to a place generally when it is congruent with your aspirations and desires. Of course, there's karma, there's occupation, but generally if there's choice, so Prabhupada was in Vrindavan. Why? He was elderly, aristocratic, Bengali, 
Vaishnav lover of Radha and Krishna. So that place was congruent with his desire. So it made sense. Why is he in this place? Because this is the land of Krishna. When you talk about New York, what is a Bengali, aristocratic Bengali gentleman Vaishnava doing the Lower East Side? There's no correlation between the environment and his inner will, except one. And then Prabhupada thought, and then he said, because it was the order of my spiritual master. So what's your kind of also, why am I going to this place? Why am I choosing to go to this place? Where there's no discussion of Krishna At that time, one pious child among a group of coward boys suddenly appeared and began to chant the name of Hari. When the Lord heard that, he became greatly pleased. When the Lord heard the sound of Haribo from the mouth of that child, he began to happily contemplate. In all the villages that I have passed through in the last two or four days, I have not heard anyone vibrate the name of Hari. Now I'm suddenly hearing the child chant the name of Hari. What is the reason for this? The Lord asked, how far is the Ganges from here? And the child replied, it's about three hours from here. The Lord said, this is the glory of the Ganges. By her influence, one hears the holy name chanted here. Breezes come from the Ganga blow here. Therefore, I heard glorification of Hari's transcendental qualities. If you sit in the Ganga and the Ganga blows, and it's like being in the Ganga. I remember when I, I took that great Vaishnavi Indrani, Bhaktatirtha Swami's disciples, I took them to Radhakun. Very, she ne never was in Radhakun. And she was kind of crippled because she was old. So the, the men had to hold her and bring her. They brought her down the steps in Radhakun, but she, she couldn't bathe. And this is the only time she'd get to come to the Holy Land. And then it started to rain. And then a sadhu came to us and said, when it rains in Radhakun, it rains Radhakun. <laughs> So, as the Lord glorified the Ganges, attachment increased multitude, multifold. The Lord said, today we'll certainly bathe in the Ganges. Saying this, he started off. The lion-like Garanga walked like a maddened lion, and the bee-like servants of his lotus feet followed behind. Anxious to see the Ganges, the Lord walked so quickly, the devotees were unable to keep up with him. So there's nine symptoms of, of, of Baba. You don't waste any time. You're tolerant. You're devoid of pride. You know, um, there's nine symptoms of Baba. But the eighth symptom is you're very eager to see all the places of Lord, Lord, Lord Krishna's pastimes. 
And I thought of that quality once. It was like I was on Navadvit Mandal Parikram, and it was late at night. It was getting kind of, the dust was coming down, and then Sachinandana Swami heard that there was one place in the woods of the forest where someplace Lord Shaitanya did this, and he said, let's go. <laughs> let's go. So I thought, wow, this is Baba. I'm going to go in the night <laughs> through the forest of Vrindavan. I'll wait till the morning. You know, a lot of cobras in Vrindavan. Taking only the lion-like Nityananda with him, the Lord joyfully arrived at the bank of the Ganges that evening. The Lord took bath in the Ganges with Nityananda and and repeatedly recited the name of Ganga in the course of offering many prayers. The Lord drank the water of the Ganges to his full satisfaction, and after repeatedly reciting prayers, he offered obeisances. There is nothing that can elevate consciousness so quickly through the modes of material nature like a holy bath. When I would come from Vrindavan, somehow this year it didn't happen for like the first time, like in 44 years. And I'd arrive in the airport and my driver, Gopal, is waiting. I'm so happy to see him. I mean, it's 40 years he's I've been using him. And I, I respect him as a, a bridge bossy. And you know, then you're going to Vrindavan and, and it's already ecstatic. But I have my bathing suit on under my dhoti. And he doesn't stop in my place. We go right to the Jamuna. I would go bathe in the Jamuna. So many remembrances of, I remember the bathing in, in, in the Ganges, in the Trivani at 4.30 in the morning in the middle of the winter during the Kumbh Mela. I remember the first time I bathed in Radhakund. I remember going for two years by Kirtan to the Jamuna every single day after Mangalarti and after lunch when it got cold. And that bathing and what it did to one's consciousness. Muninda Vinda Vandate Triloka Shoka Harani Pasana Vaka Panka Jaina Kunjabu Vilasani Vajendra Banu Nandani Vajendra Suna Sangate Kadhakaris Yasi Hamamkripaka Takshapajanam says you, you chant this verse when you're bathing in Radhika and you see sadhus with like plastic over the paper or something and up to the neck in water. So Lord is so eager. And, and, and we're just following his spontaneity. How is he moving? He's moving by the devotion in his heart. It's not dictated by time. Lord Chaitanya prays, Prema Rasarupa Tamara Divya Jal, Shiva Se Tamara Tattva Janine Sakal. Your divine water is a manifestation of the mellows of ecstatic love. 
your glories are known to Lord Shiva. Sakritamara nama karila savana tara vishnu bhakti hoy ke puna bhakshana. One attains devotional service to Krishna simply by hearing your name even once. And what to speak of drinking your water? So there's so many different prayers about the Ganga. So many different prayers about the Ganga. Anyway, as all of you are, because I, 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 I see many of you and I think most everyone, maybe one or two not, um, has been with me in the holy places. Now my desire is very, very strong go to Vrindavan. Okay, uh, uh, Jai, you have some reflection, you usually started off. Yes, good morning, Maharaj. Thank you for taking us to the Ganges. <laughs> wait, 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 one second. Oh. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was really reflecting on um, what you said about there are actions that come from our emotions and they're not just the actions, they are the emotions. And then, you know, talking about the lion-like Lord Chaitanya, that was just such a visual thing that the, the emotions, like the actions are the emotions themselves, sort of like the words and the, and, and the, the, and, and the God are no different. That really struck me very powerfully. Yeah, it, it's called Anubab. When you pay obeisances and you have devotion, it's an emotional experience. It's not just a physical experience. And it has a particular flavor to it. You ever feel like dancing, Jamuna Jai, when the kirtan gets going? Yes, I do, my eyes. I always remember the first kirtan you ever took us to back at my Yoga Maya training where I met you. And yeah. they took us that first night to um, Radha Govinda's and Ananta Matuta were playing. And I was at the back of the temple and I didn't know whether it was okay to dance. And I started to move a little bit. And I remember you came up and you said, why don't you go up dance with them? And I was like, oh no, I'm too shy. <laughs> and now that becomes a little ridiculous, but eventually I wasn't too shy. But I remember that so vividly. I was like, I want to dance. And I didn't know it was proper to dance. So it's wow. wonderful. That, that was a nice teacher training, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like that the first real one where people became devotees. Cybele, yourself. Yeah. Franco. Lisa Bermudez. What? Lisa Bermudez. Lisa Bermudez. David, what, Franco, what's his name? Uh, Patrick. Patrick Franco. Many uh, people became yeah. devotees. Yeah. Joy. Yeah, Joy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Others that we haven't thought of now either. Yeah, it was okay. great. Yeah, great training. Okay, anybody um, else has a reflection? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Oh, someone else. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. I really liked at the beginning when you said um, 
about seeing everything, perceiving everything through the prism of how to develop our connection with Krishna, our relationship with Krishna. So I thought it was really nice and not only in a positive way when we read and uh, chant or reflect on on Krishna, but as well in um, in a extremely difficult situations as well. How can I develop my relationship in, with Krishna in this moment, you know, in the difficult moments as well. So that was very, very nice. precious for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. One or two people just say hello. Give us a sense of community here. Well, when we were hearing the origin of Jamunajaya's dancing, I was thinking, Maharaj, you created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> but a very joyful monster. <laughs> Thanks, Gail. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, I wonder if I could, um, can I sneak in like a quickie there, Maharaj? Yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, in Prabhupada's, you know, definition of Krishna consciousness, you know, we hear the words Bhavato and Mati. And can you like distinguish between those two words a bit? I think one means the mood and one means the mind. The mind in the mood. The mind in the mood. I, I'd have to check it with someone who's a, like, you know, Sanskritist, but it seems to me one just says your mind, the other says where the mind is at. Yeah, because that's, that's why they sounded so similar, you know, because you're it's similar, you know. but I think it's Sri Krishna Bhakti Bhavato Mati. Mm -hmm. Matir, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, thank you. Okay, here you go. Good morning, Maharaj. This is Isabel. Thank you for class. Isabel, Hare Krishna. Thank you for Hare Krishna. And I wanted to say thank you for always bringing Vrindavan and the Ganges and the Yamuna to us. I have not been there yet, and I hope to be there, but I feel it through you every time you speak about it, and I'm very grateful for that. Great, great. Wonderful. You'll come soon. I will. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Totagopinath here. And Kishore Radha. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. Say hello to Priya for me. Okay. I will. She's in class right now. Okay. okay. I will. Anybody else? One or two more. Hare Krishna Gumaraj, as well as over Thank you for class. Thank you for class. Nice to see you. Let us soon be together. In the holy <laughs> land of Braja. <laughs> Praying. Really, yeah. Now Thank you, Maharaj. You just here. Oh, you just there. Hi, Bo. Hi, Krishna. I hope you join us too in the holy dom soon. <laughs> you brought me there this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Great. I'm going to email you a photo of when I, we first met in 1979. Where? In Vrindavan. It was the years when I worked with Peter Burwash. 
Oh. And I remember it very, very well, sitting with you and Burijan Prabhu and taking prasadam with the Gurukul every day. You have a picture of that? Well, not of that. I have a picture of me in front of the Jamuna. Okay, I want to see it. I'll, I'm going to email you right now. Okay, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Nice to see you. All right, well. Anybody else? Okay, well, go ahead. Okay, speak to you later. Yes, Maharaj. Okay, we'll go now. Hare Krishna.